So this is episode four of the Breathing Problem Productions podcast. I'm Rusty Kelly. And I'm Amelia McKay. And we have our guest. Dustin Pilkington. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is the first episode with a guest officially, and it's a great guest <laughs> to have. One of my closest, oldest friends, bandmates in many bands, Dustin. So Dustin's been in total abuse with me, uh, mental abortion, uh, a new band we're doing, and all kinds of little side things. Uh, white dog. Yeah, the yeah, OG type. yeah, yeah. The uh, what else? That's it. But that's a lot of important <laughs> that's lot. shit. That's important. Those are important bands. Um, so, um, I have this little list of stuff that you know we're gonna maybe is a good structure that you sent me of like things we can talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, also, if you're listening to this, you might hear what sounds like a a dog eating a bone, and it's a dog eating a bone, <laughs> having fun. Um. It's like it can be used as a noise loop for your noise tape later on. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a little Fisher Price toy being gently nozzled. N- nozzled. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So you grew up in, did you grow up in Fort Worth? Is that where you were born? I was. I was born um, in 1983. Yeah. In Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, yeah. And uh, I lived there for the first 20 years of my life Mm -hmm. and uh i mean it's a it's a beautiful place (laughs) was it was your did you like grow up immediately interested in music as a young kid or when did you get into music yes well i got into music um actually one of my first musical memories is my dad Mm -hmm. picking me up (laughs) when i was four or something and spinning me around listening to this cover of over the rainbow by this guy who won star search named sam harris and it's like is it like a rock version or just it is really theatrical like he has like more theatrical than the og Mm -hmm. but his voice is insanely high (laughs) and he looks he has like a really chiseled jaw yeah i mean like 80s hot guy yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah yeah but but his voice is totally nuts and uh that's like <laughs> that's you like remember that... loving the song yeah 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 hell yeah i feel like i heard that before i heard like michael jackson or or no before i even heard uh the wizard of oh, yeah, yeah like I the original like... song right, right yeah but i guess i don't know if that i guess it had a an effect on me because i remember it but, yeah, yeah yeah but uh yeah after that it was like michael jackson hell like, yeah yeah like obsession until i mean i'm still he's my favorite of all time yeah yeah, yeah. no 100 percent. wait i wonder what was okay bad came out i can look all this stuff up like what 80 year... um seven yeah okay so <laughs> i don't know as a little kid do you was there a specific album i guess oh well it was actually um i mean i i loved thriller like the album but and off the wall but seeing the making of michael jackson's thriller oh yeah no i relate to that i mean my mom used to take me to this place called take it home video in fort worth and i would rent the same movie over and over and over again and it was making of michael jackson's thriller but i would (laughs) 
insist on looking at every single movie they had in the entire store before I arrived at <laughs> the one you would yeah. always arrive at. I get the exact same shit, right? right. <laughs> like, which is interesting. But even like this, this is fast forwarding a little bit. Just thinking about like VHS and horror and and video store stuff. Like the interesting thing of people all connecting to uh, what it's like to like recognize. I don't know. There's movies you could you all I'll, I'll still remember looking at the cover in a video oh, yeah. store, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll. I maybe even didn't even see the movie. Like, uh, there's that movie uh, that I've never seen called like Circuitry Man, or yeah. where it's like about Plughead. I have not seen that too, and yeah, there's a Circuitry Man too, where it's like the cover Plughead, is very yeah. weird, and I just remember it because, and you know, all these places would have the same layout, so it's like I remember the way you'd walk in a video store, <laughs> yeah. or what what to look at and go by. But yeah, then there's, you go back to the same movies you loved. Did yeah. you? I mean, that's a great making of, uh, did the monsters scare you or did they interest you? Like, did I think they, I think they interested (laughs) me. Like the special effects shit. Yes. Like just seeing, um, how a video like that was put together Mm -hmm. was really cool to see at a young age. And like, even, even like further down the line, I got into full moon movies. Yeah. You know, uh, Charles band. Yeah. Uh, so, um, for the listeners who don't know, these these movies like Puppet Master, mm-hmm. Puppet Master Two, yeah, Puppet Master Three, right, Puppet Master Four, <laughs> right, Demonic Toys, right. All of these movies had this special feature thing at the end called Video Zone, right. That was like, um, you know, behind the scenes, like how how they made the movie, and this was like on VHS, so like. DVD extras didn't exist right, right, at this right. point. Really. No, I mean, he was a genius for doing that stuff. Yeah, because it's not like... I mean, I think I really only like, like, five full moon movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... I, I mean, I just went down the list. I watched all of no, them. No, me too, yeah. So that I could watch... Just because you wanted to see the cool, weird effects, the cool... What, what like, new puppet... I remember, I think in this, the third Puppet Master where they bring six shooter you know oh, the, like, yeah the six-armed guy that was in the... and that was like a big deal like oh here there's some more new toys oh, or yeah. whatever um uh i think four had decapitron yeah yeah and then <laughs> those movies are so weird also being a kid and being like this story is kind of boring it's like, yeah it's like some world war ii nazi thing and then there's people that meet it i mean I remember actually fast-forwarding certain movies to be like, let's just get to the kills or <laughs> Totally. Whatever. It's like psychics hanging out at the Bodega Bay Inn. Yeah, yeah. Chit-chatting. <laughs> like, it's so like, weird. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, let's see. Um, well, okay, it says there's a note in here talking about like green jello and uh, groove oh. metal. When oh. did you get into that? Stuff? Okay, so this is like... I guess a few years after Michael the Michael Jackson phase. Yeah. Um, so I had this. My uncle actually showed me um, um, Metallica Black album, mm-hmm. and he was like, actually, real. He's awesome. He took me to go see like Lawnmower Man in the theater. Mm-hmm. Like hell yeah, badass guy. But I just thought he was so cool, and I thought also that my I had a. Um, babysitter mm-hmm. named todd and he was a bad kid <laughs> oh shit and he was my mom 
Marina's son. Oh. And I don't know I don't know where he's at today, but he like, you know, combed his hair down the middle and it like reached his shoulders and he wore like really big clothes. So it's literally like a almost like a Mike Judge like Beavis and Butthead Dude, totally. type character. Yeah. Oh, I'm Todd. Or like, like, it was to- it was- or like King of the Hill type bad, like Buckley type, I don't know. But I thought he was so cool. Right, right. And um, I thought it was cool to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a tape by this band called Green Jello. Oh, shit. Um, called S- Serial Killer Soundtrack. Um, you know, it has like, you know, Three Little Pigs. Which is their hit. Yeah. Misadventures of Shitman, <laughs> Obey the Cow God. <laughs> and for people that have never heard, what would you describe the draw and like the music? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage singing for like uh... a weird metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. An like, alternate. It's myth. a little groovy, little funky. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, there's a whole, to me, there's a whole visual. Oh, vibe. they yeah. actually started out like they were a, a video only band. Right, right. And uh, that was like their thing. They were like, you know, fuck CDs. Like, for VHS. All... Yeah. And then uh, Three Little Pigs was so popular. The video is like claymation and it was like requested a billion times on mm-hmm. the box. Yeah. I don't know if you all remember the box. <laughs> Channel 99 yeah. on old school cable. But it was like the kids were loving that shit yeah and they had to put out a cd and a right. tape like they had no choice yeah they, i feel like they were nominated for a grammy or like well, like it was like it was big, a big it was deal. a big deal oh yeah yeah well and that's the first tattoo you you don't really have many oh, tattoos no, no. but that's the okay first let's tattoo. let's bring up the green jello <laughs> i tattoo. think it's sick and i love it and i remember you getting it it must have been 2008 maybe i was living on your couch Okay, yeah. And you just feel like, I want to get this tattoo. Do you know who gave it to you? Some Austin person? Uh, so, I didn't know. I didn't have, like, any tattoo homies. Yeah, like, no. That I knew of. Yeah, yeah. So, I just went down to the drag, <laughs> and I went to the first tattoo place that I found, because I heard that Green Jello was playing the next night. And you... I, I'm, first of all, I'm too old for this shit. Like, I was, I was so excited about them coming to town <laughs> that I was like... All right, I want my absolute first tattoo to be the green jello yuck blob. Right, right. Which is like this. It looks like jello. It's right. like a green blob sticking out its tongue with like crossbones. Yeah. And I took a like printed out uh, picture of it to the tattoo guy. Mm-hmm. And he looked me dead in the eyes <laughs> and was like, All right, are you. A hundred percent sure that you want this tattoo Jeez. as your first tattoo, and I was like, "Yes, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah." You're like, no, how dare you question yeah, me, bro? Be like, are you sure you don't want to get my special old school Dan Higgs style? That, yeah, as if it's any better than anyway, whatever. I want a new school gecko with a mohawk. And then I it's hope like the same shit, I hope there, I wish there was a recording of the guy being like, "So, what's the story behind this logo?" I assume he didn't know who Green Jelly was. Slash, I honestly did not even talk tell him what it was. Just like I had a it. I had a picture of the logo, <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Here you go, bro. Let's go." But do you get into concerts for them free if you have their? Ta- it's not like walking okay. from the crypt or what. So, when I saw them for the first time, right, right. <laughs> uh, it was the next night, and it was still wrapped up. It was like. 
oh, you know, right. wrapped up yeah, in that yeah, yeah. clear cellophane. Cellophane or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, before they went on, I went up to uh, Bill Manspeaker, which is the singer of Green Jello, and I was like, I need to show you something, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, got this yesterday. And I showed him, and he was like, dude, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, yes, I did go up and sing Three Little Pigs with them. Oh, that's so show. sick. But then I saw them like a few years. Oh, I can't believe I'm talking about this. This, this is, is awesome. really embar- This is why we do this. No, this is fun. No. So a few years later, I saw them at uh, uh, Spider House. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... Uh, the same shit. He was like, "It's like you got that tattoo." <laughs> well, he remembered it. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, I did it again. Yeah. I, I went up there and we just rocked well, out. That's sick. I mean, to me, that just shows some guy that's like, "Hell yeah, I love people that love my band. Those are the best people." Yeah. Know? Also, side note, quickly, I remember that video of them talking about the guy, the promoter that wouldn't pay them. Have you seen that video? Yes. Where they like tracking they go so green jello gets stiffed yeah at a show they had a guarantee and this they, the the promoter just split yeah. after the show yeah. i think i don't know Purposefully. i guess i don't know if like people didn't come i guess i don't know what Either happened way, but yeah they had a guarantee yeah. you know he agreed to it yeah i feel like yeah i don't know but he f- tracked him down and it was like totally insane it's like a two hour long video or it's something awesome. it's, you can find just, it on youtube i'm pretty sure i think they get their money i don't even they do yeah they, they i think they take him to an atm yeah, or something yeah. Hell like yeah. it's it's like it's a crazy band justice and also like kind of like they're older dudes it's like you can tell they're like i'm too old for this shit yeah like, which yeah um i'm trying to think did I'm trying to think of times Total Abuse got stiffed. There's the classic we played with Sex Vid and a bunch of other bands in California, and the kid rented an entire, like, VFW hall as if it was, like, 1994, like, you know. So it was supposed to be with lack of interest. Oh, right. And And then they they, didn't. Which I love all all of that, like, slap a ham shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so we had a show booked at The Smell that that night. That we that we were like which one were you gonna play and i probably i booked that the smell show right there's even the whole band vetoed me and we're like no we gotta play this show with sex (laughs) bit at a vfw hall lack of interest is gonna be there blah blah blah. yeah yeah. and dude the jim smith who owns the smell was he's the sweetest guy ever and he was so disappointed in me whatever and it hurts (laughs) well they (laughs) to this day um i think well, whatever. Uh, he's probably over. He's it. <laughs> probably got over it. But uh, it is that is weird to think about. But hey, karma did us in because it wasn't that well attended, and the kid who booked it was like, I spent all the money booking this VFW hall, which I wanted to be like, did you think this was like, you know, 1998, like floor punches playing, <laughs> and there's gonna be like 500 kids, like, uh, no, and um, it was massive with like. 33 people yeah kids. yeah yeah and uh i don't think anyone anyway i'm trying to think of other times when uh we got ugh, there's probably a million that we can't even remember where someone was like here's 20 dollars <laughs> and you're like okay whatever you, sir yeah uh 
We'll go die. But I don't think anyone else ever got too mad. I think I, you know, uh, I'll just spend the whole rest of this hour just being like, wait, let me think. Um, well, okay. One thing though, you know, back to like VHS stuff, like you have a really, to me, you have a cool, I love your interest in VHS collecting and like you're, to me, like obviously there's people just like with record collecting that can be cheesy about like what they want and what they find. But to me, you were always the guy on any tour or even just hanging out that would grab VHS. It wasn't about like, this is the rarest thing or whatever. Like you just this is cool like yeah yeah or like actually well actually i did um on one tour i remember i found like every traces of death oh yeah 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 at some like antique mall in the middle of nowhere (laughs) i was like well yeah you found some yeah but i don't even i actually like the traces of death stuff i okay i i watched like the second one when i was 14 they're not boring they're like you know like Harlequin babies, <laughs> <laughs> like just inside out yeah, babies. Yeah. Or maybe, like it's like people being you know shot in the head. <laughs> maybe like, I'm the one, I, I just remember finally seeing Faces of Death and it, n- I was no, like, Faces of Death is, is much not more, the same shit. Okay, tr- Faces see, this of is death? how late, dumb I am. No, no, no. But Traces of Death is a different series. Oh my it's god, more hardcore. Dude, Faces of Death is like a dramatization. Right, like, right. Oh my god. The canary died. Yeah, We're in a coal mine. Yeah, We're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's fake. Yeah. Traces of death is just like, you know, like someone, like someone who's been chopped in half <laughs> on a train track. It's like med- It's like yeah, yeah, early internet, but not so, the internet, right? I-, I found the um the soundtrack to that first, mm-hmm. and it's all just like death metal. Right. It's like yeah. you know, like hypocrisy and like <laughs> mortician exit Damn. 13 and stuff like that like yeah i'm looking it up <laughs> yeah but um so then i bought i like rented the movie to, as an uh, at an extension of the soundtrack yeah and i was just like oh no <laughs> this is like i'm not supposed to be watching this yeah. right like this is this is really bad like dude, i'm bad yeah. dude the soundtrack has Mersbo at the end and dead world which is this guy jonathan candy's who does a power electronics project called Death Piles? Old relapse band. Okay, side note. Uh, <laughs> nice, cool. nice. Um, actually, um, Exit Thirteen, uh, the CD Ethos music was mm-hmm. the absolute first time that I heard noise. Does I feel like so? Is there like noise interlude kind of things? So I think I like me and my friend Chad. He was <laughs> another bad kid, uh-huh. obviously. <laughs> Uh, when we were like 13, 14, we used to go to uh, this CD warehouse mm-hmm. by our house and just pocket CDs, like Hell yeah. just steal. Like we'd only we'd so the cases had like uh uh sensors, like you know if you walked out the door you'd yeah. get yeah, fucked. Yeah. yeah. So we would just steal the CD and the CD cover oh. of a billion like. So nobody was really watching that hard. We had big pants. Oh, clap! Right. And we just yeah. slid that shit right. It's like in there. reminds me of like Empire Records, like the kid who steals. Yeah, anyway, whatever. yeah. But oh, and I wouldn't steal anything today. <laughs> anything on Earth. Yeah. yeah I'm like yeah. so scared. Yeah. I'm scared of life. I'm like, there's no way. But anyway, I we took uh, Exit 13 Ethos music, and there's a disclaimer on the CD that's like, the last song on this CD. 
will do severe damage Whoa. to your speakers Whoa. if you turn it up. So it's kind of like, you know, we're not um, we're not responsible if we damage your, your home stereo <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. So I Damn, took man. that and I... I turned it down like less than one. Right, right. Like, and it was super like, loud. In my room, no. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember I had the lights out and I just like turned it up just a little bit and it was like, oh, hell yeah. And I turned up a little bit more. <laughs> I turned it up to two. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. And I was like, oh my God. This is, what's weird, what's funny to think about for me, like a noise person whatever you want to call me. <laughs> uh, I remember downloading Merzbo on like Napster or something kind of similar in the early, early, early 2000s and just being like, eh, it's noise. It's crazy. It's, it's cool. It's like cool, but it, it's just interesting to think it wasn't until like finding other certain things that were more like, I was more interested in like the conceptual elements. Anyway, whatever. That's my own story. But well, what's funny about that is so when I heard that, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to this day, I do not listen to noise. Yeah. Th- I don't sit at home and snap my fingers to Masana. Like, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a but catchy yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah, No, like, it makes sense. <laughs> but I've always, like, I've always been fascinated by it, especially in in a live setting mm-hmm. yeah well, and like 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 when you took me to no fun yeah new best, york like that was you had a great time that was probably the best thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> hell yeah it was like uh, handicapper Handicap- horns yeah, yeah. I, which um, i didn't even see that set but oh, it was great right yeah and then i've like looked them up since and like it's just there's just like one little youtube clip yeah, or something yeah. like fuck, where you really that... had to be there for Dude, whatever cool set it was like mind-blowing like that was a great and hair police. Yeah, what's great also is like those no fun fests. I'm you know those were just you know they happened and there was I don't know it was a great vibe. You know it was. It really it, I've been we've all been to a million noise fests, but it really felt like everyone that was there was like at the top of their game and like yeah. they knew it and everything. You know. Yeah, like halflings. Yeah, but like the whole thing was just like. And I'm not like a, I mean I'm not a noise guy like I don't know. I feel like you're a live noise guy. You I'm appreciate, a live noise guy. Well, that's the thing. It's like noise live. It's like undeniably like, you know. It's like I don't know for someone who's like oh I don't really listen to say, like dance music, but if I'm at a show and you hear pounding bass and you're like fuck yeah I get it. You're gonna I rave till the break of dawn. Yeah, baby. yeah. Um. So to me, I don't know. There's you. That's what's awesome. You've always. You get it, and you've always booked plenty of noise. I don't know. You yeah. Just, you, you recognize good shit always. I and, do. And I think, I don't know. It's, uh, well, how was I? Well, I, can, I booked Breathing Problem on a few gigs. Yeah, no, for sure. Some great ones. Uh, <laughs> one one side note, can you talk about uh, your Freddy Krueger obsession? Ooh. As a, you love okay, Freddy so Krueger, right? As also, a yeah, when I was little, I, uh, I mean, kind of like, really around the same time that i was obsessed with uh uh making of thriller yeah i rented nightmare on elm street 4 was the first one that i saw Mm -hmm. and uh dream master right right and uh uh (laughs) so i rented that i was maybe six or seven it didn't scare me but it was another thing where 
you know, like my mom would take me to go rent shit and kind of just not even think about what I was renting. <laughs> so it's like I take it home and it's like, you know, there's a, a nude woman trapped in a waterbed. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that is so cool. Hell yeah. Just like, um, so Freddy Krueger, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of people maybe who were born around the same time I was like kind of feel like I do like Freddy Krueger was a superhero right, right. like it was like he was cool he was all over pop fuck. culture oh my and, god yeah. Dude. yeah yeah he he was at like literally you could buy a Freddy Krueger toy at Toys R Us <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you could just go yeah and it's like you know a pull string Freddy Krueger doll is like wanna play with me or, yeah, you know yeah, whatever yeah. like i don't i don't know what it was yeah, yeah but it was like he was so cool that was my superman like yeah, yeah. i didn't give a fuck so about sick. i love that superman I was right like, right that's your super freddy krueger who is a burnt child molester <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah was like the coolest guy ever and yeah i mean i i mean i used to like i used to go to this uh comic shop called heroes mm-hmm. um and I would not look for X Men. Right, right. I would not look. I would be like, okay, where the horror like Freddy comic? <laughs> yeah, where's the burnt fedora man? As a kid, and... I actually called Freddy Krueger Pie Face for some reason. <laughs> okay, uh, where there was an old video store uh, back <laughs> in Austin, and it w- there was a cutout, like a Freddy cutout from one of the movies, like a standee, whatever you want to call it. And I, my mom, it was there forever. Like, it wasn't just for a movie. It was just there. And so every time my mom would pull in, it would be, like, in the glass. And I'd be like, there's pie face. <laughs> uh, and, yes, son. Yeah, my mom would be like, yeah, there's pie. And it didn't scare me. I just thought it was. It looked interesting and weird. And as a, I didn't see really watch a Freddy Krueger movie till way, I don't know, it must have been closer to eight or nine. But, because uh, I'm a little younger than you. But, uh <laughs> By a couple years, but anyway, the point I want to say is that when I heard Freddy Krueger's voice, which is like a pitch down voice, yeah, that freaked me out a lot, because I, <laughs> even though I didn't know what pitching a voice was, I knew like this is his voice, but like manipulated somehow. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I also saw the worst one to see, which is Freddy's Dead, the final, you know, Dude. the night. Or, oh, I, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> I, I just. Which had like the bad kids and uh, anyway, anyway, it's in whatever. No, that so I love that one. I, I that was like I saw that I saw that one even before I saw the first one, right. and it's sick. It's like, like people talk shit on it, but it's awesome. Well, and it's like a very mid '90s movie, like you know what I mean. Like it's like just like with Jason, the movies were like winding down, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's like they're fully embracing it. Um, I guess what technically the best one's probably, well, in terms of the canon of Freddy Krueger, people probably view like the first and the third ones as yeah. the best or something. And the second one, which is like the strange gay storyline, <laughs> yeah. which is very weird and cool. Um, all Actually, all I can remember, remember from the second one is a school bus perched atop a, a mountain yeah. top. Well, I there's a, <laughs> like, I haven't even there's like a whole I haven't seen it in so long. There's like a whole subsection where there's like a, a gym coach who's like an S and M head. It's a, there's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, okay, well yeah. So you 
you didn't drink till you were 25. Would you, <laughs> did you define yourself as straight edge for a little bit or was it like half so, and half? Um, my second tattoo mm-hmm. is that I got like two years ago. I'm right. 37, by the way. Right. Wait, am I 37? Yeah. I'm 37. Yeah. Oh my God. When you, when, dude, when you pass 35, <laughs> yeah. you're, you can be any age. Yeah. Yeah. You can be 92. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my second, and I only have two tattoos, but right. my second tattoo is a tattoo that I was going to get when I was like 19, when mm-hmm. it made way more sense. Right. But it's a bleeding razor blade Hell yeah. that says super edge on it. Hell yeah. And I took it from the cover of this Skull Control album. Right. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And like two... Fuck. That's all good. So Rusty has this table rig. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that... The microphone is like clamped onto this table. Check this out. Yeah, it's if like you, a... if you tap the table, it sounds like <laughs> walking in break. hell. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Back... Welcome to hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to uh, my tattoo yeah. story. Um, yeah, I got a straight edge tattoo like well past the time that I started drinking. I, I actually still to well, this day cool. do not do drugs. Yeah, yeah, but. Like, when I was in high school, my dad was pretty much like, if you do drugs, I'll kill you. <laughs> I was like, okay, noted, yeah, yeah. noted. Cause my, my Were dad you was even act- interested in doing drugs in high school, though? No. Right. Like, actually, like, so I had, like, 100% of my friends drank. Oh, okay, yeah did drugs i mean drugs in high school was like weed weed right right and uh it's like i was somehow never like peer pressured into doing anything and i think that that had a big like you know in in seventh grade or something i took a sip of vodka from my yeah my friends like mom's liquor cabinet cabinet. Right, right but past that like i mean i just did not drink and i didn't I wasn't excited by it. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously I've had my issues with with drugs later on, but when I was in, well, I'm different than you, I guess, maybe in the sense that I was like 100% into, uh, I was like a super, into, into like youth crew and minor threat. Did you listen to any punk band? So I liked minor threat, but I really did not care, care, care about, about straight whole, edge. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a thing. It, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like. Oh, I'm, I mean, especially in high school, like it was like, I'm not some youth crew jock. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I also, was was there probably, I wonder if there was even like a Dallas Fort Worth straight, I don't know enough about like certain hardcore. So I don't think any of these bands are straight edge, but the first, the first show that I went to that wasn't like local pop punk Mm -hmm. was Hatebreed, Earth Crisis scarhead and Whoa. Madball. well that's when i was 15 show that's oh my sick. dude it blew my brains out was there a ton of people there yes oh, it was yeah. it was like totally packed this, i mean this was the first like like underground or... you know you know i had seen spin doctors in the past <laughs> yeah. i had seen aerosmith and Candlebox. yes <laughs> yeah but yeah. but a show like you know like a packed in like like just like you get in the front door and you're immediately sandwiched between yeah. like 
just nasty, sweaty people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god, like this is cool. Yeah, hell yeah, this is super cool. And <laughs> I mean, I I was at this uh, restaurant with my mom when I was like 15 or whatever, and I I was like flipping through the uh, uh, you know, it was something like the Chronicle. Right. It was like a whatever the version of that. Yeah. Right. And I was like flipping through it, and I was I saw I already liked Hatebreed. Right. And I was like flipping through the paper, and I was like, Hatebreed is coming to Dallas. <laughs> I was like, You're kidding me. And I, yeah. I I was like I just dart I like darted my eyes to her, and I was like, You gotta let me go to this. Oh, like yeah. I just can't I can't survive if I don't go to this. This is was like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was like the coolest. Like I saw, oh my god, if I could find this girl, this <laughs> this girl. When okay, imagine me being fourteen, wearing like, like I did, okay, I couldn't afford Jinkos, so I had like size thirty seven silver tab pants. Hell yeah, and my hair combed down the middle. I was standing in the very back of the room, but I saw this girl. She had like a camouflage tank top on mm-hmm. oh that's sick and like big pants and she did this cartwheel Whoa. i had like never seen kick i had thing. never seen mo- like right. moshing like right. this that, or that anything kind. yeah like there was no youtube like i didn't you know yeah yeah it was psychotic she just did like a flip into the mosh pit and i was like Whoa. oh my god <laughs> I was like, this is like the perfect woman. Right, right. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about women. Yeah, yeah. I still like slightly. Well, that's, dude, I could also side note. It's interesting to think about like being a kid, and I kind of knew about like the concept of moshing from being at like big festivaly outdoor events. But then I, I remember going to a hardcore show. My luck, far from breaking Texas oh, hardcore. Shit. But um, and people were doing like you know karate kind of moves. <laughs> yeah. i don't know you would define yeah, no, no that was yeah, yeah that was what i saw i too, got and I was punched like, in the what? head oh super dude. hard i was just on the side like hey hmm cool and i just remember getting like <laughs> uh, really hard uh there's no point to the story except that really hurt and i was like damn this is crazy um and i also it's it's i feel like you know we're older so we're not plugged into whatever the necessarily like hardcore people i don't know you know what i mean i I was just thinking about how at the time in like the 90s and mainly for me early 2000s there would be like people that were like i'm against karate hardcore dancing i'm more for like circle pit traditional (laughs) punk where that like become i don't know that was like a whole thing like to me i've always i i love i love live music yeah yeah i but i'm i've never been a mosher or like a karate guy or whatever like yeah i like to get to the absolute front like front left or front right yeah yeah yeah. the front center is like that's That's, weird that's you're gonna get hurt (laughs) but but i love like just being where the band's at yeah yeah like and just going off right there but i've I've never been like i'm gonna roll around on the ground yeah yeah (laughs) i <laughs> um it's oh cool God. for other people or the yeah, worst thing is that or the harsh sometimes the harsh thing is like a packed house show where you're the band like i'm thinking of like total abuse shows where you're just having to play well it's you have easy. to 
Yeah, you have to turn or you have to turn around and face the opposite way of the crowd so you, so don't you can actually play, play your right guitar. Because I'm <laughs> like, saying this is the singer where it's completely easier. Whereas I, you, as the bass player, guitar player, otherwise people just run into you. If and you I can't play. if I face the crowd, there will be no like, note. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing. Well, and then I was thinking about the Total View show that was at that uh, Mike Nacarado and Tom's old <laughs> yes. house when uh, Duncan threw a. A guitar through the window. Yeah, the window broke. <laughs> another window broke. It, that was on it, accident. There's, I think, live footage on YouTube if you search Total Abuse House Show. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shot by Brian Lee Taylor. A shout out. Um, that was a crazy show. Uh, side note. At a very crazy house if you lived in Austin <laughs> that was, like, totally falling apart and fun. If you wanted to hoot and holler yeah if you want to do, go to this show yeah. if you want to do drugs if you wanted to do bad things <laughs> um sat i think that house is i don't know if it's still standing but uh it's a weird <laughs> now they had to knock it down after all well, um, yeah right um okay did you ever did you ever see i can't remember if you've told me did you ever see devourment or no? i saw so i had i guess so technically i guess that was my first show right but we didn't get to go inside. Oh, weird. So um, when I was like 14, there was this, uh, I think it's still going, but there's this uh, um, radio station in Fort Worth called KNON. Mm-hmm. I think it's college run. Right. But um, there's this guy, Thrashin' Allen, <laughs> who every weekend he would play like just insane death metal, like, uh-huh. you know, just mortician, devourment, right. like deeds of flesh and stuff like that and uh so i heard that there was a show mm-hmm. and my friend marshall's dad took us to go see it and we couldn't get in because we were Too it was young? it was 18 plus oh but uh, i found out after taking the flyer that the next night was all was ages, all ages. or or it was like the night before was all ages mm-hmm. and i was like no <laughs> but his dad was cool and he let us like we just sat on the hood of his car and listened. and listened to Viral Load. Could you hear it pretty well? Yes. Well, that's good. At least that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was just like, I, you could hear it, like, plain as day. It was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were one of the first people I knew that had known about, like, slam, death metal, you know, whatever you want to call it, way before a lot of people did. It It really goes back to, I mean, listening to K-N-O-N and... and stealing cds any cd that looked cool it was like pestilence temple of the ancients (laughs) right and like molesting the decapitated yes right it was like any shit like that was like yes yes like okay internal bleeding voracious contempt yeah dude like when i was 15 or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean i i don't even i don't do this now I would sit around and and memorize lyrics, just like that you couldn't even understand necessarily. Oh, dude! Right? No, 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 they were all written out. Oh, right, right. So I would just sit and listen to like "Anointed in Servitude." Oh, yeah. I'd be like, "A command thee to rip of the day." <laughs> like, Hell yes! Like that that's was my so, shit. Like well, that's that's why we're all weird artists, musicians, dude. We love doing stuff like that. As like, kids. like, t- <laughs> okay, so two years ago and this is another like like embarrassing almost green jello level story but internal bleeding came to town and i was like 
oh my god like i gotta go see them yeah yeah and i like dragged my girlfriend and i was like okay i am going to be at the front and i'm gonna nerd out to this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and uh they had their original singer oh yeah frank rainey who's like this legendary like just brutal. new york yeah. like brutal dude i guess th- they had another singer for like several years but it was like a big deal right that they came out the OG guy, right? yeah and there was it was like internal bleeding and pyrexia oh, which is like well, another amazing band i mean in my mind i was like oh this show's gonna be packed i get no. there it's like 20 right something super people. fans it's awkward right but at the same time i got straight to the front yeah hell yeah and the singer saw me this is so embarrassing i'm like my cheeks hurt right now but he saw me singing right right (laughs) along to one of the songs and he hopped down from the stage oh he put his arm around me and he let me sing whoa this little part and my girlfriend was fidgeting for her camera dude it got it it got it got lost but the moment was lost that's sick. But, dude, it was really good. I mean, that's... I, the... got, I sang into his mic. <laughs> that's it so It was so sick. funny. I mean, side note, <laughs> the first Internal Bleeding LP needs to be re- reissued on vinyl, for me at least. I mean, it, it's perfect as a CD. Certain stuff is perfect <laughs> as a CD as it is. Oh, yeah. I guess it doesn't exist on vinyl. It should. I mean, it, I'm it sure... It should probably I... be a Breathing Problem yeah, right, production. Right. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> but uh, I love... I mean, again, that stuff it took me a long time to get around to come around to death metal um as a uh, human being so then dustin always has been aware <laughs> yeah uh, but but I'll, i mean like i used to listen to i mean like you i was to- obsessed with like cannibal corpse like when i was 14 like mainly the bleeding yeah but um i have not kept up with death metal it's like the stuff well, that i listen to listen to in high school like that's the best shit anyway. that's where i stopped well i mean we don't have to mention any band names we're, we're, this is a positive podcast but i think uh i think you know like many resurgence things um sometimes the the they, best bands are the original bands. they don't Which, get it right yeah it's and it becomes a thing that's more about merch and bo- whatever anyway we love everybody <laughs> we love oh everyone yeah um but uh I, I mean that's what's interesting to me about you is the, the cliche of like i listen to everything man uh is real for you but it's the best version of that i don't know you know what i mean by that like you <laughs> but but everything you listen to there's a there's a certain whether it's weird outsider pop shit that you love or like you know death metal shit you love there's like uh i don't know there's something special about all that stuff to me i don't know so yeah i mean i've always kind of I mean, I love extreme music, and I love, I, I love all music, but but I've always I've kept myself open, especially because like, um, my mom growing up was like, you know, just really into like. I mean, essentially radio pop. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean that's never left my being. Like, oh, I love that stuff. I mean, that's that is. I mean, that's 75% of what I listen to is the radio. Hell yeah. I mean, the old radio. Right, the old, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like... I mean, nothing could... Well, I think we haven't really covered it, but I think what's interesting is, like, 
you know, the best friends project that you created, which there's so many, I mean, skater lives one of my favorite (laughs) pop songs ever. I mean, truly, I love that song. Um, and I think that's, what's interesting is like us playing music together, say in total abuse or whatever. I think it's all, it's important to love. I mean, I love amazingly written pop songs and I can always appreciate them. I, I think as far as like friends go, Mm -hmm. I've always aligned myself with people who are like outwardly crazier than me. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like in my mind I'm pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah. I but, think... but outwards I'm a little, sh- I'm well, a little shy. Well, that's what I mean. I think you, you're, you have like just as much craziness and rage, and is, but it's like <laughs> you're like more of a like you keep, you know, it's like it comes out in its own way. Let's just say, uh, compared to like people breaking shit in the street or something like that. Dude. Well, remember when at at pra- at total abuse practice, um, Duncan took so <laughs> our guitar player Duncan took my Snickers. Oh and shit! I, and first of all, you don't do that to a guy. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. A guy. Uh, <laughs> I was very poor. He took my only Snickers. Dude, wait! I don't even know if I remember. He took this. a bite of it, and I just took the rest of it and I shoved it down his throat. Wait, you did? Wait, yeah. was I there? Maybe it was at was... Music Lab. Maybe I wasn't there. Was this years ago? Was this like when Toby was, was like, doing oh, okay? you want the Snickers? You could fucking have all the Snickers <laughs> oh. right now. I shoved it down his throat. Damn, I wish I had that on video. Wait, it, I want, was that like resurgence era total abuse? Like, that was like when Duncan like first, first joined. Yeah. Okay, well, see, now I don't even remember <laughs> see, that. See, that's, that's, when, so, that's <laughs> when the darkness comes out. Well, yeah, the dog just you barked. Fuck, you, yeah. <laughs> the, you, you fuck with my Snickers, bro. No. What is the Snickers slogan like? Go, not going anywhere for a while. Don't. <laughs> Snap into a Snickers. Yeah, baby. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah, like, um, I don't, I don't really know how this happened. Like, I moved to Austin, uh, for a girl, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just moved with my girlfriend, and and I was happy to get out of Fort Worth, and uh. I just kind of I started like you know there was there was like a house party like every weekend yeah, several yeah. house parties so I would just start like going and hanging out with people and finding like the craziest people that I could <laughs> and being like okay these are my new friends like well though what's interesting is I had met you before you moved I met you at a... was that the the yellow sweater yeah no, yeah I... I I remember meeting you at my <laughs> hardcore band that never really recorded anything red die number four maybe played Dude. or i shoot lightning played i don't know which one um but i met you and you gave me a retro spectra <laughs> cdr oh but, retro spectra. but i think you were also maybe i'm wrong but in my head you were wearing like a fake fur coat or some kind of like puffy i was for fake fur. okay <laughs> I'm not, I'm i had like a yellow it looked like a raincoat, but it had like a fake fur, yeah, yeah, like lined well, collar. There, I remember being like, "Whoa, this dude looks cool." This dude's like, hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this redhead's well, so hot. Well, all I can say is I definitely was like, "Whoa, that's a, that's an, a, a, you know, an out there." That's a vibe. unique individual. Yeah, yeah. And this was an era of two thousand, you know, probably two thousand four or something three, uh, when uh, <laughs> it was a that was an interesting era for all fashion of underground music. Yeah. Side note, um. Oh, man, um, <laughs> but then w- I don't think I talked to you, or I was kind of on my own tip when you finally moved. But yeah, when Total Abuse started to get around, probably two thousand six, 
I'm I was hanging out with Matt again and you were showed up. I so don't know. no, I was in with everyone except for you. Right, right. I was in a band called Video Screams. Right, right. That was like me, Matt, Ryan Foster, Duncan, and uh, this guy Roy, who yeah. I miss very much. Yeah, yeah. But that that's another episode. Right, right. But but uh, I like. I kind of just hopped in and I took this guy's spot. Right, playing synth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had never played keyboard in my life. And you figured it out. And I was like, well, you just push your finger down on a button and it makes a sound. So there you go. But it was essentially just like uh, sassy. Like 3-1-G. <laughs> it was 3-1-G worship. Sound virus, whatever. Yeah. But so I don't even rem- really remember how I joined that band, but it was because of meeting those people that and they were already like duncan was friends with you and then Dun- and, duncan ended up joining the sneeze right yeah for a second so I, that's what's own thing. oh yeah yeah oh man i've been in so many bands. <laughs> yeah yeah but i was in this band called the sneeze with duncan and roy too so it was like right when i moved to austin i just kind of jumped straight into I don't know if it was the scene. Well, yeah, yeah. But it was like a scene. Well, and it was like I, you guys were playing in Beerland when lots of people would go to Beerland every weekend, I assume. Yeah, I mean, I just jumped straight in and started playing like as many shows and in as many bands as I could. Like, I was just kind of making the most of living creative. in Austin. I mean, I, I don't want to ever say like, oh, Austin's not what he, you, you know, plenty of people do stuff. But it's it definitely, you know, I, I, you know, you start to ask yourself, is it because of my age? Is it because of the internet? I mean, I definitely think pre-internet being as, you know, you can just sit and watch Netflix, and not that I'm any better, <laughs> but like I feel like more people had to get out and go do shit. Like yeah. to me, going to a house party, I'm sure there's house parties that exist that I'm too old to go to, and they they're their own thing. But you ever heard of COVID? Oh yeah, this is all pre-COVID. This is all pre. But I just think house shows are canceled. Or it's interesting to think about like, or even like shows at venues. Like people would go to a bar and be like, I don't know what's what what band's playing. I gotta go do something on a yeah. Friday because what am I gonna do? Watch TV, you know? <laughs> but you know, it. I don't know. Anyway, to, all I can say is it felt like. Austin, there was a, it was a special kind of time of lots of people coming to Austin, hanging out, and, and wanting to just be creative. Anyway, it seemed that way to me. It really was. Like, I mean, Fort Worth is fine. Like, I mean, I, I liked my childhood and blah, blah, blah. But there was no – I mean, there was nothing like that. Like, it was like moving – I didn't really go to college. I went to, like, some community Classes. college. But moving to Austin was college. Yeah. It was like – I mean, these were essentially frat parties. Right, right, right. Like, you know, I'm I moved to town. I just I didn't I like slept on friends' couches. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the vibe. Yeah, it was, and I yeah. and Austin to me was magical. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it wasn't maybe every night, but it was like I could just go do to s- some random person's house and people would be hanging out and doing. So- yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like, this is the coolest shit that I can imagine. Yeah. Like, this is, I can't imagine, like, things being better. Yeah, this. and I feel like, I mean, what's interesting is I was, 
not necessarily i knew about all these things or i'd go to parties but i was in my own emo world i did a band called tour Okada. that's we're not <laughs> talking about that right now but even in my little world there was plenty of kids going to shows and at any random bookstore anyway it's it felt like there was a lot of energy and people were just excited to be playing music and, yeah yeah um and i think what's interesting is like that band ended without sadly you guys recorded like some demos that are like digital only somewhere yeah. right um and then well no they were on myspace <laughs> yeah and like, myspace was like randomly a year ago was like delete ha, we deleted everything oh god someone somewhere that's what y'all get for abandoning daddy myspace <laughs> right for like pure Facebook. volume or something yeah yeah well um i mean that's what i think is interesting is from that you know i think a, co- a year or two later total abuse is born and it you know in a way it becomes like a very much so like we're doing our own thing i mean someday we're, we'll do a, a total abuse episode that can be more focused <laughs> on total abuse i'm sure there's people being like what's the total abuse story <laughs> or maybe they are maybe they're like fuck off i don't want to hear it but i will say um it felt like a meeting of like hey hey dustin hey matt hey guys that kind of like i didn't haven't hung out with in a couple years or I didn't really hang out with you at all. That's when we became real friends. You moved in on, you slept on the couch that I had. Um, I slept on so many couches. Like, if I ever become a millionaire, <laughs> which is very unlikely, bro, all y'all are getting hooked hell, up. All, all couches. Everyone's getting hooked up. Well, I think that was, but see, that's the thing. It's like, you know, there was total abuse sort of practice on the weekends or whenever we could. Also, just, you you know having the time or like people just being like okay we're gonna tour also i this is something interesting to talk about is uh best friends was happening and i feel like that was though like a more serious project in a way i mean and i don't know yes like um i was in this band called best friends that pretty much started like right out of high school with my friend anthony and he was making um beats like Mm -hmm. in fruity loops and i had never even thought of that i'd never thought of making music like on a computer only yeah and i thought it was the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. and this is after listening to like you know anal cunt morbid florist right right, like hearing music that was made on a computer that was just like like i just couldn't believe it i was like it was so foreign to me that it was like magic. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. My dog <laughs> is trying to destroy our whole thing. So, oh shit! Here, there yeah. you go. So, um, he was making these songs that were essentially just like, um, sampled electronic songs, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, we should sing on on top of these. Yeah. So, we just plugged in like a mic from the dollar store, and. We started just hollering on top of these songs. Yeah, yeah. And um, with with no real thought into like, oh, this is a good song. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, any song is cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am singing on top of an electronic beat. This is badass. Yeah. So we started Best Friends, and we kind of just, I don't know really how it happened, but... um. A label from the UK heard right. heard mushy, best friends, yeah, and we like. Um, they wanted to put out a record, oh, and yeah. like we went and 
toured yeah you did a lot of touring like before you even had like a full cd like that cd hadn't come out i don't think had you maybe had other stuff we had a a, a seven inch came out in like 2006 i yeah, think yeah and uh um oh actually it was because the sneeze that i was in with rusty and or with dunk roy and i mean duncan. i mean sorry sorry with duncan and roy yeah <laughs> uh um we played South by Southwest one year, and that was when South by Southwest like did thing. So so record labels actually, actually came to right. South by Southwest, and like some record label from the UK came and saw the sneeze, and I like threw a cinder block into the air with duct. My eyes were duct taped, <laughs> and I threw a cinder block into the air, and they were like, "Oh, this is really cool," <laughs> and. I guess they went to the sneeze website, which had a link to the best friends, like three songs that we made, like Mm -hmm. for no one. Mm -hmm. They were just like on a website and they heard and they were like, Hey, um, we're interested in these songs. Do you want to do anything with these? And we're like, Oh yeah, we're, we are great. We play shows (laughs) and we had never played a show ever. And, they like wanted to put out a record so we just like slammed out like 30 something songs that were like was this alphabetically arranged yeah and it was just like we i mean i don't know how to explain this this doesn't make sense <laughs> it just happened talking about it but we made any song yeah yeah it wasn't like oh this is a great song it was like no we programmed something on the spot like, <laughs> sang on top of it, and we're like, this... Hell yeah. We're and like, that's the song. <laughs> like, this is a song. Right. Like, that's that. And we we made, like, 30-something songs and put them out, and then uh, this label, like, put it out, and we mm. went on a bunch of tours. And yeah. I mean, uh, one... It, just, it didn't make sense. <laughs> but it happened. Well, one thing to me that's cool is I, I have, like, a very vivid memory of hanging out with you probably like we're just bored i was probably it was probably nighttime i was like watching movies and you were on a computer (laughs) designing the because their their cd alphabetically arranged by best twins has like a million faces dustin designed like each one's a different character basically i just remember watching you being like yeah i'm making a ton of heads (laughs) I, i thought it was really cool but i just remember you were you using photoshop or like ms paint i was i was just I had a, or not, wait, what are they called? I don't remember. Those gel, gel tip pins. Oh, right. Not, er, I want to say Ernie Ball, but right. that's like but a the guitar gel string. Right. Yeah, they're zebra. Right, something. Right. Just drawing a million heads. Right. And then we like kind of kaleidoscoped them all together. I'd never used Photoshop, but yeah. Anthony from Figured Best Plans like, knew how to do it. So <laughs> I drew a million heads. And we I just, love that. We smashed nice. them all together. Um, I also, <laughs> this is not even necessarily a happy story. It's almost like a sad story. <laughs> the Total Abuse tour where we played some show and you had to play in New York. And we oh. didn't get to the show on time. And Anthony had to no. solo Best Ones. So we, Total Abuse, played a show in Washington, D.C. Or, or Baltimore. I don't know. It was a bad And this show. was like pre, it's not. We, pre- had, we didn't even have a record out. Basically. First of all, it's not pre-internet, but it was pre-like. It was not easy to just look up like a route. Yeah, no, I, not at all. 
or especially with like with traffic involved and you had to get you had to have an atlas and just be like i guess we, we were getting six hundred dollars to play in the middle of the street in williamsburg best friends and total abuse played in in Baltimore washington or, yeah. or yeah yeah washington dc like the day before and i for some reason i thought it was two hours to get to New with York. traffic it was way more and with with matt with everyone oh, fighting and i remember dude. you being like dude we have to go and people being like i gotta take a shower bye or something you know yeah the like, classic i'd be, I'd be sitting stuff, in the but... van and it's like oh dude i gotta take a shower <laughs> for two hours like, fuck hey are we gonna get food i really God. gotta eat um i can remember so... I, I feel bad because i can remember your face like calling anthony who's one of the nicest people ever <laughs> and you just being like yeah this isn't good it's not <laughs> happening bro but so so in best friends i was like i was the predominant singer right yeah and it's not because i'm good at singing it's because i'm kind of more of a stage man yeah yeah, or like you know i the hype man yeah i just holler and jump around and i'm like yo let's fucking do this yeah but anthony is actually really good at singing but he's a little bit more shy Right. He's the producer and that also sings. You know, so, there was a vibe that you guys had. So he got flown to New York <laughs> because we were going to play this show. And I was like, bro, I'm on my way. And we. <laughs> so anyway, from I, uh, for some reason, I feel like it was Washington, okay, D.C. Yeah, but probably it may, right. it may not probably have been. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad at Either geography. way, we were far. We were very far. And I got to town like two or three hours later. And he had, and he had played a show by himself. And he's like the shyest guy ever. He had to play a show that was like packed Williamsburg. The, the height Street. of let's say Williamsburg hipster oh, two thousand eight world or whatever. I think thought. I mean, I think video exists of it. <laughs> he held it down. He yeah. did what he had to do. He was a performer. But dude, I, I mean it was just so That's sad. how much you cared. That's what I'm saying though. It's like I felt bad. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who else felt bad. I I definitely did. I, um but uh, I don't know why. I just was thinking about. I, I have like visual memories of being in some horrible basement, um, and just you looking at me and me being like, oh, "Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go." Yeah, yeah. Um, what else am I gonna say? Um, let's see. Um, Rusty's well, cute dog is licking everywhere. She, my dog. Yeah, our dog does not want. She wants everyone to not be recording a podcast. She wants <laughs> us to be giving her lots of attention. She's trying to unplug everything. Oh, now. she thinks that's a bone or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I mean, I think you know, you know, like I said, I think that there should be like a total abuse focused episode because there's so Probably much. To, so. There's, there's so much to say about total abuse, um, and how it started and like. And all the the stuff we recorded, and, and the all I you know, and all the good and bad, and in between tours, we yeah. could all. Um, uh, I think it is it is cool to think about though, just like creatively, um, you know, just being like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna tour for a <laughs> month, and it was like again, it's interesting to think about like going on tours 
the internet existed and it definitely helped. I'm not I'm not about to like be like, I, you know, I know what it was like to call a number a random. No, no- we f- did. I mean, no, no, I know we that did both. But, but meaning like I didn't have to like use MRR. And it was call, on the like, cusp. For yeah, sure. it was the cusp of that where it's like we weren't purely book your own fucking life. Right, exactly. Where you could luckily message people on MySpace or whatever Friendster, whatever was available <laughs> yeah. at the time. But it was still very much so like hoping the shows existed of which they mostly did and really using an atlas because there was no map quest yeah. I c- <laughs> literally opening up a v- huge book yeah. of ve- roads. like veiny roads <laughs> yeah, yeah and being like okay uh, go left yeah <laughs> like- i mean i can think of I also, I remember one time thinking of just all there was was random numbers, like playing in maybe it was, I don't know if it was Minneapolis, and we were literally, we didn't have an address, we had the name of the punk house, you know, and driving around because nobody was answering the phone and being like, do you know where the like, the like dead bird house is (laughs) to like people that seemed like cool and then being like oh i don't know but what's weird is we would like like to where we were like we're gonna miss the show because we don't know where to go (laughs) so what what would you do back then you would drive to like record stores bookstores like any kind of interesting place searching for flyers and i think we either found a flyer that someone had put up or we actually drove around and we're like do you know where the the like the slug house is and like and someone was like yeah i do and we luckily luckily found the show but it, i just remember like driving around a city being like well hopefully we find the show i mean which is cool um and of course all the kind of romantic stuff of like there was like scenes of people that were like hey i'll book your band whatever like yeah. we'll figure it out um uh the, the funny thing is we're at like the height of technology mm-hmm. there are no shows baby that's that's it that's the thing that's sad and interesting is like you think there'd be a million people and think uh, well i guess covid even without covid i feel like it's not as deeply like scenes aren't there's i feel like it's like that's why you see a million fests because it's almost like to get people to come out every show has to be like this huge event for some yeah. people um, well that can lead into like okay past even total abuse in austin you do this booking thing called SWAS. Yes. Which is cool. So, a few years ago, I was hanging out at my friend Harpal's house, <laughs> and he had this Sir Mix-a-Lot tape called SWAS. Oh, and I was yeah. like, well, that's... I pulled it out of his rack, and I was like, wow, that's a cool word. <laughs> <laughs> and I researched, and according to Wikipedia, it meant some wild-ass silly shit. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, that's my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Some wild-ass silly shit. So I was like, okay, Harpal, we have to start booking shows under this name Swass, and we just have to hope that we don't become popular and Sir Mixlot comes after us. But to me, what Swass meant was any band that I thought was cool, no matter like what genre – just like pop noise, just death metal, anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, there are not enough shows in Austin where, where, some where like different genres are represented. Yeah, it's yeah. all like, okay, we're going to a hardcore show. Right, right, right. Glue. Right, right. right. But like, and then we have to go to like 
some death, like a metal show. I mean, yeah. So my whole idea, and this is like kind of, I don't know if it's naive, but I was like, oh, like, you know, like people who like death metal, like will sit through a noise set or yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll sit through some like lo-fi pop, you know, like a kind of outsider shit. Like, right. you know, but so I would smash like five different genres into one show and just kind of hope for the best yeah, yeah. every single time. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be like <laughs> uh breathing problem. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, you know, with like, uh, mammoth grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, we need a rap. Yeah. We need a rap artist. So I'd be like, oh, let's get Fat Tony. Yeah. Hell or yeah. Let's get let's get Lou Rebecca, who's just like amazing local, um, French pop. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I just thought it's a it, reflection of your vibe, which I yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, those are shows that. You know, there's been huge ones and medium ones, but people always are so happy, I feel like, and stoked. Yeah, like, it's it's always, like, I'll pick a few bands that, I don't know how to say this, but I purposefully, it's almost like, I'm not, I'm not a troll, and I've never been, like, a 4chan <laughs> kind of guy. No way. But I'm like, I like to see people accidentally watching bands that they would not ever which to me yeah watch on their own which to me is also kind of interesting like i of course always wanted to do that with uh and we've kind of with total abuse like to me total abuse for us in some ways is all about we played old school hardcore but we had all these other influences and it was like sometimes it felt like tricking a punk to try to listen to some weird shit you know what i mean I know this is for another episode, but yeah. <laughs> we were not allowed to play the the hardcore. Like Total yeah. Abuse was not allowed to, and I feel I feel like that kind of influenced the Swash shows in a way. It's yeah, like yeah. Total Abuse, like we even though we played like kind of straight up hardcore, we were not kind of we weren't accepted in the especially Austin, in Texas, Austin, Texas hardcore realm. So we played with like. Uh, bands like finally punk and like and black leather jesus or yeah, yeah 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 like bands that were they were like punk adjacent but yeah. didn't really exactly make sense with what we were doing well yeah and i think also it's like it's interesting to think obviously we, when we'd go on tour we would play plenty of like hardcore shows um where people were fine with us or cool with us but i feel like number one when we would like do weird post-punk songs or like noise interludes uh you know i think that's very normal now like it's (laughs) it's kind of like yeah you know we're all just supposed to it's all about mixing shit up but like especially back in like 2006 7 8 it was very much so like kind of it was kind of an interesting weird thing to do but also i feel like we would purposely there i can remember nights on tours where we would play like a punk show like in chicago once we played a hardcore show but then the next night we made sure to do like jail from the coughs booked <laughs> yeah our show. Totally. we played like a weird art uh venue like noise night and that was important we were more interested in playing sometimes those shows and that's why it was fun sometimes going to, to new york because new york would do more like mixed up weird shows and shit I mean, um yeah like especially around that time it's like i didn't want to play with some just like 
boneheaded regular hardcore We're called Bart band. Hardcore. That's a yeah, word yeah. Matt Lane's <laughs> Bartcore. But it was cool to exist in that world where it was like we were essentially, I mean, you. it was a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. But we had kind of weirder leanings, and like I felt like I didn't want to play just some – you know boring like like yeah. i don't know if it, boring's maybe the wrong word but just like Very, like vanilla normal like the, there was and there were some cool shows for sure i would rather be a hardcore band on a weird bill yeah yeah and i think that was what we were seeking out and i and i truly think you you know uh a couple years later it became pretty normal like you know let's say uh like you ended up having the beginning of like cold wave happens in new york like the resurgence of like synth poppy cold wave stuff yeah. and goth stuff and then there's like uh that ex-cult ritual band merchandise happens yeah. and then industrial becomes cool again and there was a then it became very normal for like say chaos and chaos <laughs> or something like that to book like very weird bills you know what i mean yeah but uh you know, I, I'm not trying to say that um, – I don't think either of us are, like, ego Just freak, say freaks. it, bro. Just say but it. But I think that we at least – in other bands, too, you know, at least kind of tried to, like, push that weird vibe. Um, and I think it was a good thing. And uh, anyway, and back to Swass, I think it's cool that you still push that. And I hope once COVID is whatever – I'm not going to say God, ends, but whatever. Dude. Once shows happen again, whenever that day is, you got to have, like, a big, big gig. I will. And the after the post apocalyptic brother, music. let me tell you, it's gonna be the biggest gig. <laughs> I okay. I mean, I think we can wind down a little bit, but I'm trying to think of other interesting stuff uh, that we could. Well, I think I'm trying to think of <laughs> one thing. I'll say is uh, you know you still do lots of different like we do this noise core project mental abortion together. Yes. Um, you do almost like best friends mutated. You do a thing called burnt skull. Yeah, with Anthony. I do. Like, do you define that as like an extension of best friends, or it's just yes? Because so at like the end of best friends, we were writing a hundred percent hate jams. <laughs> it was just like we were writing songs. I wrote a song called "Innocent Slaughter" <laughs> about killing everyone on earth mm -hmm. and and having the potential to kill everyone on earth but you draw too much attention to yourself <laughs> and i was explaining to our audience which is zero <laughs> i was like bro stop being flashy mm -hmm. just just kill mm -hmm. you know what pick somebody kill them <laughs> don't post about it on twitter just fucking kill people yeah, yeah, yeah. like stop yeah you know, don't make it about you. But so we started making like just like brutal, like it was song after song. It was like, we're called best friends, which is hilarious. But we were making song like I made a song called hate is reality. And those that was still under the best friends name. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, it was about, I mean, it was so fucked. It was like Satan. He's the boss. Demonic king. <laughs> That's the first lyric. Right. So I was like, we have to stop best friends. Right. My mind is too perverted. Right, right. Like, I have we have to make another band. And Anthony is sweet and he was like, Let's let's go. Right. I appreciate you, bro. Let's go. 
I was like, okay. And that started, what, like 2011 or 12? Yeah, 2012 or 13, something. Um, But we started this band called Burnt Skull because I was too fucked. I couldn't. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to write a love song right now. (laughs) And it's not because. Is there any Best Friend stuff that's from the guitar drums era? Or is there like digital songs? I'm just yeah, curious. Totally. Yeah, I mean they're like actually like we we like kind of transitioned from programming like Fruity Loop stuff mm-hmm. to playing guitar and drums. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that transition maybe we kind of I, I don't know, it just became different. Yeah, yeah. Like like even though we never really wrote songs about anything, it was just kind of bullshit, whatever mm-hmm. lyrics we'd come up with. Mm-hmm. It kind of, once we started playing drums and guitar together, um, Anthony played drums and I played guitar, and it was just like, it just became something. It yeah, was like, yeah. dude, I have to sing about ripping the beak off of a dove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, yeah, hell yeah. And I don't know why. Like, is there another best ones or. or burnt skull album coming out ever yes we have a new album called daylight mutilation Mm -hmm. coming out i mean we still we're not done but But it's it's been been in the works for a little while right yeah but um it's after this after this album Mm -hmm. i'm not writing any bad lyrics ever again okay well you've got oh dude the new album is like we have a song called Killing a Baby. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I'm just trying to pull every bad thing out of me. Yeah, out of your, yeah, yeah. do it. That's I'm the done. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, dude, 2021, you know, this is the dawning. <laughs> like, I mean, it is, it just, it's January. It's the time to do it, yeah. Like, things are bad. Yeah. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a little happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's once once this album is done, like I mean, I'm literally like, I'm talking about being raped under a rainbow. Like that's bad. I'm done. After this shit, I don't know why I'm singing about this stuff. It's like it's like this is like you're preaching the choir here. When we when when we write songs, I scream, and then I'm like, okay. I'll figure out. I'll kind of. I'll figure out what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. After the fact. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like, um, it turns out that I'm like, oh, I'm swerving into oncoming traffic. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't know. I'm. Oh, rip- I love that. I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. I love shit like that. It's just weird because I don't see myself as that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that is what floods my mind. Well, bad shit floods my mind. I love that. And I, love I maybe and it's like the the dark side of the Gemini in you. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> like, like, and I sometimes. I mean, when I come up with interesting lyrics, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, damn. Like, I don't. <laughs> that's not. That is me. It is me. I came up with it. But yeah. at the same time, it's like. I don't want that to be me. Like I'm like after after I put this shit out, it's like I kind of want to deviate from that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, now more than ever, like with everything going on, like I feel 
like positivity. <laughs> I mean, in any way that you can drag, like, you know, bring it into mm-hmm. what you're doing, like do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. P- yeah. like, like I just, when you're blasted, well, I mean, when you are confronted with the worst reality, you can imagine a year of nothing. Yeah. A year of garbage. Yeah. Like, I mean, I with can't. with people just desperate for for anything. Oh yeah. Desperate to get out of their houses. Desperate to go to literally any sh- like if 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 uh deep blue something was playing <laughs> at a church, playing only <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah. Dude, everyone on my block would be like, yes, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, if COVID was erased. We would go see breakfast at breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's, <laughs> Cracker. We would go see any jars of clay. We'd but, go see Christian bands, but not the Eve Six guy because uh, Twitter. <laughs> oh, he's he, too cool. He's too self aware, <laughs> and also he he made a tweet that was like, uh, "The Wachowskis is better than Cohen Brothers." And I was Bro, like, I was like, stop. "You're running out of hot takes, dude." Yeah. Like you could make a hot, you could make a Twitter hot take generator that's just like, you know. Like my my brother's uh piss in a jar is better than every Pixar movie. Oh wait, maybe it is. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Side note, bro, Atticus and and Trent did the <laughs> soundtrack to Soul. Right. So yeah, it's gotta be cool. Well, I mean, um, although one thing I will say, just because you always talk a lot about, I don't know, you look, you know, and are aware of lots of weird alt. 90s bands oh yeah so it must i will say it must oh gaggy tall yeah let's go it must be interesting one thing i will say just you can carbon date whenever this podcast (laughs) happened because we're talking about eve six twitter uh which is like a (laughs) it's a 2021 thing for the people that don't know for the people that don't know the guy from eve six the red-haired dude this uh first of all i have red hair yeah that's that's weird he became the guy from the heart in a blender song uh uh became self-aware ironically and decided to like become a i guess you'd call it a hot twitter account for hipsters and (laughs) but i will say the best his some of my favorite tweets is him i assume telling true stories about being on shitty tours with other bands like candlebox and third eye blind uh and just kind of like you can tell all those alt bands know they're viewed forever as like late 90s alt bands and like because that's how they're viewed in like whatever tour packages that they probably get sold and like must be kind of a soul-sucking weird thing (laughs) to be like yeah yeah my band you know plays these fairgrounds and sometimes (laughs) there's like a thousand people but really i can tell they're just waiting for like you know kelly clarkson to play next or there's probably like a hundred people that are like Oh yeah, that song, <laughs> dude. I saw Leanne Rhymes at the <laughs> at the fair one night, yeah. and it was it was actually very good. Oh well, there you. Go. I mean, sh- she'll be okay. I, that just that's just <laughs> what I'm saying is interesting. It's like when you think of Eve Six, and I've always kind of liked the the song's called Inside Out. First of all, it's not called Heart in a Blender. Uh, I was I was always you know I, I always remembered that song because it was really the tail end of that alt era in a way, um, and it. Definitely, I don't know if it's <laughs> memorable as like third eye blind music, uh, but uh, anyway, it's its own thing. But 
Were you ever a big? Did you put Eve Six on mixes? Never. Yeah. I mean, I I never was like, oh, this song sucks. Because <laughs> yeah. actually, I like it. But you know, I mean, it's not as. Let's just say it's not as some alt stuff. There's like a little more uh, artistry. It's no, it's no fuel shimmer. <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't have necess- It feels like very much so like made in a studio to be an alt. Like it feels like it's AI like an made. alternative rap song like one of them a dander bro stop choke on the rhymes uh, <laughs> i would choke on the rhyme uh, and uh. then also uh he there i remember this and probably nobody else does but they have like their third album that got them kicked off their their major label they had a song called think twice mm. and this was 2003 they need to think three times but the song was like about how you shouldn't touch his girl so it was like Think twice before you touch my girl. Anyway, anyway, uh, but uh, I'm glad he's found new uh, for the next month, and then it'll probably die. New, like, oh yeah, that guy. That's cool. He's kind of like self-aware. Hey man, you're cool with me, but I disagree with the Cohen brothers are worse than the yeah. Matrix people. It's fucking crazy. If you like, do some psycho digging into my Twitter. Yeah, you'll see I liked about 25 of his tweets. Yeah, I did too. But see... <laughs> They're funny. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think... But... He also is doing, and I've been talking about this with everyone, he's also doing the, like, I'm a Christian, ironically, as if... It, to me, because I'm, like, a sober person, I'm not an AA person, but, like, there's plenty of people I know that are Christian-y God yeah. people, so it doesn't weird me out. I'm like, okay, you're into the thing that, like, 90% of the world's into? You're into religion? crazy that's so fucking nuts i don't god care. rocks yeah i don't care like i literally it doesn't blow my mind at all and i'm sure it blows the mind of like a 22 year old that grew up on 4chan who was like an atheist who was like hey mom i don't believe in god uh, and argued with so now they're like oh you know fakely anyway that's its own conversation but it's just interesting to see again True. if you're listening to this podcast 50 years from now you can carbon date the moment True. in time that we're talking about January 4th, 2021. 2021. COVID is still still a thing. It was so badass. Uh, COVID rocks. Yeah. And, um, you know, H-E-B is still a thing. It hasn't become... uh, No, H-E-B is still hot to this day in in Austin. It's like, that's the place to go, baby. If you want to... Taquitos. I've still never been to the H-E-B on... Uh, the cool one. I don't know what the cool Hancock. Is. Yeah, is that the cool one? I've never been to that one. So I've been there hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, and yes, they do have Trulies. They have White Claws. They have wow. Yeah, they have all the modern so is hipster. It, is it more of a that. hipster ATV? Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine every them. aisle. You've seen the hottest girl, the quirkiest <laughs> guy you've ever seen. Hell yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, sometimes before I, we can wind this down a little bit but i will say yeah. sometimes uh i'll listen to like i don't know how many people listen to their own band i do it all the time i mean i'm sure there's certain people that are like i only listen to the mixes of my band's album and never again dude no i listened to total abuse excluded the hmm. other day like kind of as a it's not a chore, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to listen to this whole fucking record yeah. all the way through. Yeah. It's great, y'all. That's what I mean. That, that's what's interesting to me is I feel like I make music that I would want to listen to. Yeah. And there's, 
There's no there's no point to make yeah. anything else. Right. And it's like music that if it wasn't my band, I'd be really jealous and mad. You know, so it's yeah. like I was listening. I was just saying to me, Excluded is one of the albums that it fully sounded like I hoped it would, which is rare for any yeah. kind of music. Um, but there'll be, there'll be, Dust and I have a secret project we'll talk about in the future called Project X. Hey, <laughs> hey, every noise musician on earth, I would like to kind of end this conversation by saying, Come up with some a few riffs, <laughs> if you don't mind. Come up with some catchy ass riffs. You heard him. That people are gonna say, "Whoa, brighter death now." Just came out with this badass noise riff. <laughs> yeah, that is wow. I mean, Namanax. Hell yeah, gonna Wait, fucking. <laughs> also, on that note, you did technically didn't you kind of make a noise album that first seven inch you ever did, which was what was the first seven inch Battle Unicron? I did. Isn't that kind of a noise? album it was accidental noise right because how did you we make had, it tell people we had a we had a casio rap man and there was a an orchestral like setting on like it was orchestra hits so any note that you played sound like bah! Mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. like a crazy stab mm-hmm. but if you played like 10 notes in a row it sounded like it sounded like noise right it sounded like uh, you know, it like, sounded like, <laughs> yeah, right. It sounded like goat, right? right, right. Hell yeah, hell <laughs> you yeah. you cool. hit, you know, bro. If you if you grab a, a Casio rap man, <laughs> that's all you need to make noise. And then didn't you put it? Th- no, it? I didn't. Wait, I put what, it through a four track. Right, and then but there wasn't there a thing where you <laughs> did like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> you know, we played a show. It was our first show ever. Mm-hmm. I th- I was 19 and I was like let's borrow all of our friends vacuum cleaners mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's plug them in to a um like a uh what like a power strip like a power strip yeah 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 so we'll have it on off okay but we'll have all of the vacuums powered on right so we'll be like hey we're battle unicron this is our first song. We turn turn it on. We turned on the power strip uh-huh. and it was a million vacuums oh. and it cut out the power <laughs> of yeah. the entire venue. Uh-oh. And at that exact moment, this is really fucked up, but Joey Ramone died. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> right when we cut Like everyone off, started hearing about it or something? We cut off all the we blew out the power, mm-hmm. and Joey Ramone of um, this great <laughs> punk band, power chord group called the Ramones, he died. He perished. Right. He evaporated off of the earth. Right. His soul is gone. Because of- His body was still it? there, but he, he yeah. died. And because of the Battle Unicron Battle Unicron vacuum. killed abs- 1,000%. Uh, as a side note, did the power get- turned back on did they like it did and but it, the show was done and mm. everyone was like bummed or what no people were like no okay. one cared oh. we we played a random show and that was that well so the, so there wasn't even a moment where you heard like <laughs> yes it, for two and a half seconds we heard ten, like it wasn't ten. even 10 it was it was honestly like six that's vacuum. still a lot of vacuums. that's a lot of vacuums like that whole i wish i there was a video recording showing you trying to no. get a bunch of vacuums the whole day no. we flipped a switch and it goes 
and it was the cleanest spot that fucking punk <laughs> venue had ever seen ever for two seconds. Zzz, done. And then Joe like, Ramon died. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Let's go. Well, hell yeah. Okay, great. And all right. Thank you so much, <laughs> Dustin. Love you, Rusty. Love you, Amelia. Love you too. Love you. Uh, that was Breathing Problem Productions podcast episode four. Bye. Bye. <laughs>